Hey everyone, uh, I want to talk about a couple things, and you know, I, I waited probably like two or three weeks to talk about it because, well, it was the All-Star break, no games going on, and um, just nothing really to talk about, so I like I like waiting the, the two, three weeks now, so there's more development and things to talk about, um, but I do, I do have a couple things to talk about today, so that's what I want to do. Firstly, I want to talk about the 76ers, Harden's there, Embiid, of course, is there, and the, the, what I want to talk about is something I mentioned when the trade happened, which was, so we, do, we don't know what, where James Harden, his ability is at. Is he the player that we saw in Brooklyn? Or was he just going like 80% because he knew he was going to leave? Um, and it appears that's the case. And I remember, I remember saying, if he's just the guy that we saw in Brooklyn, this team is still a contender. Because you have a superstar, you know, James Harden is still a star, even if he was just what he was in Brooklyn. And you have Maxi and Tobias and like, you know, a solid group there. But if he can be James Harden, you know, maybe not peak James Harden, averaging 35, you know, putting up 45 for a whole month. But, you know, still in prime, like still, you know, a superstar, then this team is going to be fucking ridiculous. And so far, we've only seen them against, you know, a pretty, you know, frisky Wolves team and, um, you know, the Knicks. Um, so the Knicks, not really that challenging. The Wolves, somewhat challenging, and they've demolished both of them. So James Harden looks like a superstar. His explosion's there. His first step is there. Um, you know, he's doing things I've never seen him do before. I, I I swear I've never seen him set this many screens. And I think I saw him... Like, I, actually, it's not think. I know I did. I saw him take a charge. I'm not sure the last time I've, saw, I've seen James Harden take a charge. So he did that. He's setting screens for Embiid, Tobias, Maxi, Tybo. You know, he's coming off screens. He's moving off the ball. He's doing a bunch of stuff. Um, throughout the game, though, I did see him... Like, his energy was going a little bit lower and lower. He's like, ah, I don't want to do... I don't want to do it the entire fucking game. But I will do it to start the game. I will do it a lot of times. You know, he set screens for MB to get the post up. Then he'll come off the screen. Then he'll come off of a screen to get the ball. He's doing He's doing a lot of stuff. Uh, he's doing a lot of stuff I've never seen him do before. Maybe, you know, that's just because he's trying to make a good impression. But if he plays like that the entire year, this team's going to be crazy good. But that being said, what I'm worrying about this team... Okay, so let me talk about the just the two-man game with him and Embiid. They're lethal. There's nothing you can do with them. Embiid can post. He can roll to the rim. They have pretty decent spacing around them. And if you switch it... Now, James Harden, he's one of the best isolation matchups, matchup nightmares in the league for even perimeter defenders. But now you're putting a big on him. He's going to cook them. He cooked Carl Anthony Towns multiple times. And Cat would like one time. Cat gave him a four point play and like just started smiling. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't foul him, even though he like very clearly did. But he was also smiling. Like, damn, I got nothing for him. Um, and then if you uh, let's say it's um, like the Heat, and they put Bam on uh, on uh, Harden on that switch. Now you got Embiid with like no one to guard him. Even though I don't think Bam can guard Embiid either. But like the switch works both ways. Where it's like James Harden can cook the. What's it called? The big and Embiid can obviously cook everyone on the planet right now, so it work. It work. It's a very good 
pick and roll game, pick and pop game. Uh, if you don't switch it, James Harden, he's a great finisher. So he's going to, you know, get to the rim, draw a foul or try finishing. Or he's going to, if you help off like the weak side, he can make that pass. If you, you know, if NBA gets open on the roll, he's going to find him. If someone else is open, he's going to find them. If someone cuts, he's going to find them. Um, or he's going to throw up a lob or whatever. Um, so it's it, it works very well. And what we're really seeing is what with the attention that pick and roll uh, is drawing, Maxi's getting like a free runway. You know, they help off of him. He, he's a, he's not a knockdown shooter, but he's knocking them down this year, like 41%. Um, so he can make that pass. But more specifically, what he does is since teams are helping off of him to, you know, go in uh, to help on the pick and roll, he's getting like a, a free runway to get to the rim. That's why he's been scoring so much so uh, easily at the basket because he's already he, he gets it and he's already at like 100 miles an hour and he's going to the rim. Uh, the guy that I'm a little worried about, just not worried, worried, not like super worried is Tobias because his, because now James Harden has the ball a lot. And with, when James Harden has the ball, I want James with the ball. I want him shooting. I want him doing whatever. And the problem with Tobias is he needs the ball. He needs post-up touches. So like the last game that I watched, uh, the, la- the second uh, Knicks game, there were a couple possessions where he's like, yo, I only have probably like six points. Let me go. Oh, I got the rebound. I'm just going to go up and I'm going to post. And you can see, like, he bricked it twice and Embiid was like, all right, whatever. Um, So I do worry about him a little bit. And the thing that bothers me about Tobias, you know, this year and probably almost all of his career, not not most of his career, is that he's a good shooter. But he, for some reason, he doesn't think he's a good shooter. So he'll pass up like a pretty open mid, a pretty open three, and start driving and like turn into a bad shot. Like he no, he has to let it fly. And Maxi too, like Maxi passed up an open three, a couple open threes, and he drove it uh, into like a tougher like floater. No, you need you need to take those threes. They're wide open. All right. So you know, that being said, the problem that I have with this team right now is. Backup center, they're using Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap, I don't want to say he's done, but he cannot. Like he's not good enough to be playing center anymore. Like there were, there were, there were stretches in years where, you know, Paul Millsap was your starting four and then like backup five. Like he could do that. He can't do that anymore. No. Uh, so like he could definitely play four and like a couple minutes at five, but he can't be play. He can't be your backup center. He needs to be like your ninth, tenth man. Uh, right now he's playing a lot of minutes at center and it's just it's just not going well. And the second part is so off the bench I like Danny and I like Niang. But I don't like I don't like Korkmaz, he's not shooting well and I think he's too overconfident. Uh Milton, he's not shooting well. I think he's a little too overconfident. So they really only have two guys off the bench that I like. And if you if you look at what's available in free agents, like not free agency, but like players that are free agents right now you know it's not really a lot there for them like i think cody zeller would help like they're trying to go after deandre jordan no i think deandre jordan i think deandre jordan stinks i don't know i think if i think he should probably retire probably but i'm not sure like i guess maybe not retire i guess he could probably give a team a good like not a good but like a decent 12 minutes i guess but is he really a guy that i want playing at all in the playoffs probably not I think Cody Zeller, though, he could probably give them a good 14, 15, 16 minutes. I know he got waived by the Blazers in the trade because they had to open up a roster spot. Uh, 
But, you know, I think Cody Zeller has been a starter in the league. Like, he's he's okay. Like, he's he's fine. I think he could give them a good 16 minutes. But I heard they're going after DeAndre Jordan. I think that's a bad idea. Uh, internally, they have uh, Paul Reed and uh, Willie Cauley-Stein. They signed Willie Cauley-Stein. Willie Cauley-Stein is like a pretty traditional center for Harden. You know, set screens, roll to the basket, catch lobs. He's that type of player. Um, but I just don't know. He, 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 he reminds me a little bit of Javel. Like early on in his career, where it's like you, you see, you see like the potential. You see the things he can do. Like he's, he flashes a lot, but you just don't trust him. The guy I would go, with, the guy I really would go with is Paul Reed because he can do the pick and roll, get to the basket, dunk, play defense. And if Harden is the second unit guy, he loves to switch. And Paul Reed's a good switch defender. I don't know why, you know, uh, what's his name? Doc's not going with him. I don't know why. I feel like he really needs to. Because you got to prepare him for the playoffs. And so I think if you start playing him, now you have Danny Green, Niang, Reed off the bench. But you still have Millsap off the bench because I don't like Millsap as a backup five. But if he's playing four and like a little bit of five, I don't mind that then. I I don't mind that then. I guess the problem with that be... And the thing with Reed is that he's athletic and quick enough to actually guard wings. So you can put Niang on like a, a four. You can put Millsap on the five and still have Reed out there as like a backline defender. You put him on like a, you know, their non-shooter wing. So I think that's that's the way they should do it. But I don't think that's what they're going to do. I, Doc really doesn't play rookies or whatever. I think the only way Paul Reed would get minutes is if Daryl's like, yo, Millsap's not working. Like We got to try something else. Or I, if I was Daryl, I would be like, you know what, let's, I, I would call up, like, Marcus. I'd be like, hey, you know, Mark, yeah, you know, can you give us a good 12 minutes? Because I, I feel like Mark is playing, like, overseas, so it's not like he's not playing. So I would be like, hey, you know, Mark, hey, you want you want to come here, you know, give us a good, I don't know, 12 minutes a night or whatever, 12, 14, 15 minutes a night, because he would work. Like, he's a still, like, he was still a good defender last year. Uh, other than that, like, if, if you look at their second problem, like, the wings, because Korkmaz, like he's if when you when he's not shooting it well and he's a defensive liability, like it's, like there's no point for him to be out there. Like he played last night and I think he played the first half and I'm not sure he played the second half because he was you know doing some dumb shit. Milton, like same thing, like he's not a good defender and he's not making threes. So if you look at it like in free like players that are still free agents, there's really not much out there. Like Gerald Green's too old. Who's really even out there? I'm I'm going through the list right now, and I think Marvin Williams retired, so I don't think, and he was he's probably too old too. Um, Darius Miller, he might be a little too old, and I think he might be retired too. I don't know. Demary Demary Carroll, maybe I guess you could give him a try. Patrick McCaw, maybe, um, but he doesn't really shoot three, so I don't know. Uh, anyone else? Shumpert, probably not. I think he's done. Um, I'm really going through this list and it's, I can't find anyone for them. Maybe Justin Jackson, but I think, I feel like Justin Jackson got picked up by someone. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he got picked up by someone. I I can't fully remember. So it's, it's really no one for them. So they're, that's, that's something they're going to have to fix in the off season where it's like, we got to get a backup big if we don't trust Paul Reed to be that guy. And we got to get one more wing. Uh, their second problem is 
I love I love Matisse, but if he can't knock down open threes, open corner threes, this team's gonna have a lot of problem. Because defensively, they really need him. He's probably their only like legitimately good perimeter defender. Like Danny Green's fine, Maxi's pretty solid, Tobias is okay, but you, I don't think you're gonna get by with okay or pretty solid. You need Matisse out there. And you know what? Like I was talking about, there's no options for them with the Korkmaz and Milton part. One thing you could do is just play Matisse even more. Like instead of playing him 24 minutes, play him with the second unit instead of Korkmaz or Milton because you had the shooting. You know, Harden can shoot, Green can shoot, uh, Niang can shoot, Millsap can kind of shoot. So like you have three shooters out there and like two, like Millsap can probably knock down an open three still. And um, so, like, you have enough shooting, so you put him out there instead of Korkmaz or Milton. You go, you put his minutes from 24, 26 to 32, 33, 34. So that's one other option I guess you could do. But just in the starting unit, like, they need him as the defender, as the guy to guard, you know, these wings, guards that, you know, are big guards. But can you really put him out there for long periods of time? I'm just not sure about that. So that's something I also worry about. If I if I were if they don't if they don't win this year, I think what's going to happen is they're going to trade Tobias because you're not trading Maxi. He's too good. He's too young and he's too good. You're not trading Maxi. I think what they're gonna do is they're going to trade Tobias and they're going to use they're going to try with that cap space getting like a a big time player. But if not, they're going to spend it on like good quality backup. Um, center and quality 3 and D players that they can start and off the bench. Uh but I like this team a lot. I think uh I think they're second in the league, second in the west, not the west, the east now because Chicago lost to Atlanta today, so they're 39 and 24. So I think they're half a game behind Philly now, so. And if you look at their if you look at their schedule, the Bulls schedule that is, it's tough, man. Like it's tough, tough, tough. It's so tough. So they just played Atlanta tonight. They're playing tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. So when you hear this today, they're playing Milwaukee today. So, and you know, if they don't get Lonzo and Caruso back soon, this defense has been, you know, getting cooked ever since those two guys went out. Um, They could be in for a rough stretch because they got they lost to Atlanta, so they've lost three straight now. And if you look at their wins when they were, like, killing everyone, it wasn't against, like, actual good teams. So, like, th- these are their last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven wins. Hawks, who, like, yeah, they just lost to, but, like, the Hawks aren't really good. You know, they're, they're like, an average team. Kings, Spurs, Thunder, Wolves, Wolves are fine. Hornets, who've been, you know, without Hayward, they've been sliding. Pacers, not good. Magic, not good. Blazers, not good. Raptors, so-so. Thunder, not good. So, like, they haven't been good. The the Bulls, that is. So, and if you look at their stretch, like, they got the Bucks, then they got the 76ers, then they got the Cavs, then they got Utah, Phoenix, Toronto, Milwaukee, uh, Cleveland again. You know, Miami, Bucks. Boston. Um, so, like, tough stretch for them. Like, if Lonzo and um, Caruso don't come back. Like, this team was 
almost like a lock to me for 50 wins. Now I'm like, maybe 48 wins. Maybe. Because I'm looking at that schedule, I'm like, I don't know if they can compete with those teams. And, you know, they were barely beating those teams that I mentioned, like the bad teams, with, you know, DeRozan going off. Like, they needed DeRozan to be historically great to beat those bad teams. And he can't, like, he's not that guy, like, consistently, obviously. Like, if he was that consistent, he would be the, probably, like, the greatest player of all time. So, like, that's a high bar. But, you know, if he if he can't be near that level, like, they don't have a chance. I don't think they have a chance against those teams without Lonzo and Caruso. Um, so they, they, they could be in danger of being like, like sixth seed probably. I, I would, I would, if I had to bet, I would bet them on being the sixth seed over like a top two, three seed. Anyways, next I want to talk about, uh, the Lakers just for one minute. I think the late, like this is how, this has always been interesting to me because people will be like, oh, you know, the Lakers suck, the Lakers this, this and that. And they do suck. They are, they are awful. What I always find interesting, though, is people continue to watch them. For me, like, and I understood that for a while because I was like, oh, you know, they're injured. There's this, there's this. But I'm at the point now where I'm like, they're they're the Spurs to me. They're not good. And I'm not going to spend my time watching them. They're irrelevant. Like, what they do doesn't matter anymore. So I'm not even watching them. The only reason, The only way I would watch them is if they're playing like a... Actually, not even them, because I just don't enjoy watching them. Their spacing is horrendous. You know, it's it's getting very tough for me to watch LeBron get triple teamed every time down the stretch. And it, I just, there's no reason. So they're, they're the Spurs to me. I just have no interest in watching them. They're irrelevant right now. The only way I would watch them is if eight, when AD comes back and if Kendrick Nunn, if Kendrick, like, it, the, the weird thing about this team is if, I think if Kendrick Nunn was there, because they're always missing one guy in those lineups. And that guy is... like so. They, sometimes they'll put Malik Monk in there. Malik Monk is a good shooter. And he plays well off LeBron and AD. But he can't... You can't use him in like a real two-man game. Because he can't handle the ball properly and pass and playmake. Kendrick Nunn can shoot, pass, playmake, and finish at the rim. So he would work well as like the third or fourth guy in those lineups. But like they don't have anyone for that. Like... Austin Reeves isn't putting pressure on teams. Talon can't shoot. Russ can't shoot. And who else is there? Melo, he can't do, like, anything but spot up. Um, so they're always missing one guy. And if if somehow they were able to get Kendrick back and AD looks, you know, healthy, I might watch them. But until then, I'm not watching this team. Why would I watch this team? It's not fun basketball. Um... So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about them. They're irrelevant. I just don't want to talk about them anymore. The second thing I wanted, the third thing, I guess, I wanted to talk about was how the Miami Heat just are killing everyone. Well, they lost, like, a pretty bullshit game to the Bucks last night where I don't know what they were doing down the stretch. Like, Tyler Hero single-handedly cost them that game. One, he, like, Wes Matthews just stripped in. The second, he just threw the ball away. Um, they should have won that game. They should have had back-to-back wins against the Bucks and also the Nets, who they just beat tonight without Jimmy, PJ, and Lowry. Uh, but the reason I want to talk about them is I believe they are now forty-one and twenty-two. No, they're forty-two and twenty-two. Forty-two and twenty-two, seventh best offense, sixth best defense, 
But the reason I wanted to talk about them was if you look at their uh, uh, lineups, right, their top five players have barely played any minutes together. Lowry, Hero, Jimmy, PJ, and Bam, they've barely played any minutes together. So they've been doing this by showing off their depth. And this is why I think Giannis, like, this is why I think Giannis is not the MVP and he should not be in the conversation. Because if you look at the Miami Heat, Jimmy, Lowry, Bam, Hero, and, like, a couple other players, they've all played, like, 45, 45 to, like, 55 games. But they haven't been, like, together. Like, it's only been, like, two of those guys, three of those guys. Um, the same thing with the Bucks, though. Like, if you look at Giannis, Middleton, Drew, Grayson, Pat, uh, Bobby Portis, they've all played, like, 50-plus games. Even though, for the most part, it's only been, like, you know, Middleton and Giannis or Middleton and Drew or Giannis and Drew. But their record is... Like, it's a little disappointing. That's why I just don't think Giannis is the MVP. Like, too many players have played, and their record isn't that impressive. But back to the Heat. Like, they're, they have a, they're the number one seed in the East with all those guys not playing together for most of the season. And what I, why, why I wanted to talk about them was, are they a championship team to me? This, the, just when I look at this team. So I, I see two stars, Jimmy and Adebayo. And I see an all-star caliber player still in Kyle Lowry. And I see a like a later year Manu Ginobili and Tyler Hero. Like a later year. Like Prime Manu, like Tyler Hero doesn't like Tyler Hero doesn't even come close to Prime Manu. Like not even close. Prime Manu is one of the most disrespected players by players who by people who actually didn't watch Manu play. Because players and people that watch Manu play from like 04 to 2011, they're all like, yeah, Manu <laughs> Manu was that guy. Like he was not to be fucked with in the playoffs. But Hero, you know, Hero's playing excellent. And P.J. Tucker is obviously, you know, making his corner three. Uh, Duncan's shooting better now. They have Gabe Vincent, great backup point guard. Uh, Max Trues, Caleb Martin, um, you know, Yurtsevin, Deadman. So they have one. Let me just count how many role players they have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 8, 9, 10, 11. They have 11 guys that they can count on to play. 11 guys. And that's with Markeith out. And that's with um, Oladipo out, who they say he's coming back. So at one point, it's like, maybe that's too many guys. But at the same time, now it's like, hey, you know, we're not exerting Jimmy in the regular season by playing in 38 minutes a night. We don't have to play these guys 38 minutes a night. They can be at like 32, 33, 30 minutes a night. We have the depth, and we have players we can trust, and we have two-way players. Like, Kyle Lowry's a two-way player. Jimmy's a two-way player. Bam's a two-way player. Tyler, not really. But the three main guys are two-way players, and they can they can put around those three guys whatever they need. So it's like, oh, we need a spot-up shooting. Okay, we got Duncan. We got uh, Struz. Oh, we need defense, but also three-point shooting. We got Caleb. We got PJ. We can put around them. Oh, we oh Kyle Kyle's um you know in foul trouble. Gabe Vincent, come on in, he can do it. So like oh uh, Deadman's out, Adebayo's out. Yurtsevin can come in and he'll play and give them like a pretty good style line. Um, so they have a lot of guys they can trust, and they have Oladipo coming back. And I I read that they think he looks incredible. And if you remember when they got him, he was starting. He was their starting point guard. So I could see, I could see if he's actually. What he was even just, let's say, with Houston or, 
you know, when they got him, when the, when, when the Heat got him, when they traded for him, if he's just even that guy, I could see a lot of games where he's closing with, you know, Lowry, Jimmy, and Adebayo because he can kind of shoot, he can kind of handle the ball, and he's a great defender. So if they're like, hey, we just need two-way players, I could see a lot of games where he's closing with them. Uh, the only thing I don't like about this team right now is I feel like they're missing one more big wing. Like, Caleb, if Caleb was, like, 6'7 instead of 6'5, I feel like this team would have everything they need to win a championship. And I still think they have a... I think I think this is a contender. I think this is a contender. I think they have too many... They have, they have too much depth. They have a great coach. And they have two-way players as their star players. Which matters a lot. Like you can have two way role players, but they have two way players as their star players. I would pick them to win the championship, not the championship, but as like a real contender, a real favorite. If you know they had like that another six seven six eight wing, but they don't. But so right now, I would say they're they're a contender, but they wouldn't be my pick. They would be like behind the Suns, uh, Warriors, uh. Probably the Bucks still, and uh, oh no! Actually, I would I would I would take the Seventy Sixers over the Bucks right now if Brook Lopez doesn't come back. Um, then I have the Bucks, so that's four teams I would have ahead of them. Then after that, I would probably say the the Heat. Yeah, I would put the Heat fifth. So with that segment, I just wanted to say, don't sleep on the Heat. They're tough. They don't give up. They have a great coach who's going to make the right adjustments, and um, you know they have a lot of depth. They 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 come in waves. They come in waves. Oh, you think oh Kyle Lowry's out? Gabe Vincent's gonna put twenty five on your head. Jimmy's out. Caleb Martin's gonna come in and he's gonna bring that same intensity on defense, and he might drop twenty. Oh, Duncan Roberts not shooting well. We got Max Drews who can you know, who's got the most irrational? Not irrational. He's pretty rational because he's a great shooter. Who's got supreme confidence in himself that he's going to knock these shots down, and he had thirty tonight. Then we have Bam, a great two-way center. And if he's out, oh, you think because Bam's out, we got no other bigs? No, Yurtsevin believes himself. Deadman believes in himself. So we got everything that we need to win a championship. And if you sleep on the heat because, like, one of their guys is out, you will lose that game. And with that, I just want to say thank you for listening, everyone. Asking you correct, asking you how much we do like the one. I'ma tell you, I'm so proud. I'ma tell you, I'm so proud. If I ain't talk you in a minute, I'm so proud, I'm so proud. Say it, it, in our lives. Say it, it, in our lives. Like a goon, 
Soon as I'm ready in paper, I give you that paper. This ain't no favor. I'm flexing like I got some approved. Trap out the ghost like a doorway, yeah. I can never see no hater. Got five percent ten all around me, yeah. Fight, oh, easy. Ain't no manners. These niggas too fake and they never can see me, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Beat power, scratched out, allocated, cracked down on my seat. Play your haters, I'll see you later. Left foot, right foot, let me see you step on my car, man. Time. We secure it. We the new Illuminati. 